Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene and Lori. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Hi, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Fight for Your Marriage podcast. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. I'm so glad you're listening in. You will be blessed. Well, today we have a great testimony to share with you. We are sitting down with Rhonda to hear her story of transformation and what God did in her marriage to Mike. And when I hear your testimonies of restoration, it takes me back to when Bob and I had our restoration. It is something you will never forget, and it's something that you can share for the rest of your life to others who you may not even know have marriage problems within their walls of their house. So may I challenge you to pass these along to others and bless them and encourage them. Well, today Rhonda's going to share her story and what God did in their home. Uh, Mike isn't able to join us today, but he gave Rhonda permission to tell the story of what God's done to their marriage And um, I think it's going to be an encouragement to you. Sometimes I know that people can hear testimonies and it can be a discouragement. It can make you feel like that's not my story. And why are you making me wait so long, God? Why is that not my story? And I hope that as you hear the testimonies of people that we're sharing, that you will instead be reminded of the power that God has and what He can do in your marriage. If He's done it for them, He can do it for you. And so don't give up hope today. I hope this is a blessing to you and that Rhonda's story will be something that will just increase your faith as you listen to her testimony. Rhonda, thanks for joining us today. I'm glad that you are with us and um, able to share some of your restoration story and what God's done in your life, not only in restoring your marriage, but his faithfulness in the years that you were standing and praying for restoration. So tell us a little bit about yourself and about your marriage with Mike. Uh Gosh, we are coming up on 35 years being married, um, high school sweethearts, mm. um, two kids, one grandbaby, one on the way, um, just living life, yeah. <laughs> enjoying it. You know? And it feels like we went through about six or seven years of just rough season. And so it just feels I'm feeling the calmness right now, and I'm just trying to enjoy it. Well, that's (laughs) good. Go back to when you had that rough patch in your marriage and what was going on then. Um, You know, for probably uh, six, eight months, I didn't know what was wrong. I just knew something was wrong. You know, I had my suspicions, obviously, um, but couldn't prove anything. went away for a night with some friends and um, I did what Charlene says not to do. And I snooped, (laughs) (laughs) but I found out that he was having an affair. And so um, just, I, I was just in shock. I was really in shock because it's like I suspected, but didn't believe that it could actually happen. And it was happening. And it was a week before my daughter's wedding. And so we just, you know, 
had a meltdown in the hotel room and we agreed to fake it for the next week until after the wedding. And he, you know, he ended up ending it after like a couple of weeks, but it just didn't stick. And then I found out he was still talking to her. And so he left. Um, and I still think I didn't get the, I didn't grasp the depth of all of it. And, um, you know, I obviously was praying and, um, believing, but I, I, you know, he came home about six weeks later and he wasn't ready to let it go. And I don't know that I was necessarily ready spiritually to deal with all of it either. Mm -hmm. So, um, he ended up leaving again and, um, this time I just, I knew like it was going to be darker. I knew it was going to be longer and I kind of just put my armor on and I'm like, Hey, here we go. You know, I don't know what, I don't know what's happening, but, um, you know, I had, a friend give me your mom's devotion probably six months before I ever found out what was going on. Mm -hmm. And that's what I went back to, you know, and did you know back then that there was problems in your marriage, that things were not the way they should be? Yeah. And my friend, that's why my friend sent it to me. I don't Mm -hmm. know where she even found it. (laughs) I have no idea. God showed him, showed it to her, but, um, you know, I went back to it and I, you know, signed up for the devotions and I got them in the email every, you know, every morning and, um, they were my lifeline. And, Mm um, I, you know, once he left the second time, it's like, I got, I think that was God's way of saying, Kate, this is for you too. And Mm -hmm. you need to change. And I learned how to pray and I learned how to fast. I learned the power of God and I learned scripture and I, you know, I got together with my mom and um, a friend of mine. I got, we got together once a week and it started as just praying for Mike to come home. And then it it just ended up, we just had a prayer meeting once a week for Mm -hmm. everything that we were all going through. Mm -hmm. And it was just weird because God would give one of us something and then the other one would confirm it. And it, Mm -hmm. it just was, there was so many of that, so much of that through that whole time. And, um, it just, you know, my husband got deeper and deeper and darker and darker and more unlike himself. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't recognize him, but I always knew, like, I've known him, you know, since we were in high school. So I know who he is and right. this was not it. Did and you I, know from the beginning that you wanted to pray and to stand for restoration? Or was there part of you that thought, He's been unfaithful to me. Our marriage hasn't been going well for whatever length of time. I'm going to just move on. Well, uh, you know, I think I told I told your mom last night, I think I was standing before I ever found out. Mm-hmm. I just didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, my when I very the night I found out in the hotel room, you know, I told him I'm leaving. I hate you. I said things I shouldn't have said. I'm, you know, um, I'll see you in divorce court. And I was done. You mm-hmm. know, to me, that was unforgivable. Right. And then I think I slept on it. And then the next morning, 
I don't know. All I can say is just God got a hold of me mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. said, you're not done. <laughs> I'm not done. And I told my husband that I loved him and I forgave him. And I, I was, you know, I'm not giving up on us. What was his reaction to that? I don't really think he knew what to do yeah. with me at that point. <laughs> it's not the response he probably expected. <laughs> yeah. And the response the night before is yeah. what he expected. And I think that justified a lot in mm-hmm. his head. Well, she's mad and she's going to leave. Okay. Right. I can do what I'm going to do. You know, the the loving, forgiving, praying wife, I don't think he knew what to do with me mm-hmm. ever. So. And you know, uh, that's, you know, that is like when I, I blew it and I divorced Bob and listened yeah. to the counselors and the pastor saying, you know, he's never going to change. Bob's never going to change right now. And so the point is we have to realize that I made a big mistake divorcing him because I listened to man and I didn't seek the Lord like you did before your divorce. Mm -hmm. I did it. The Lord wasn't getting my attention. I wasn't listening. Um, I was listening to others instead of of to the Lord. So, you know, it's, it's, it's great how you found the Lord, you know, before the divorce Mm -hmm. and we praise the Lord. I had listened. I mean, I had read a lot of your words before I ever found out. So I think I had that in my head in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, and then God was just reminding me of all yeah, of it. And correct. there were times I wanted to give up. Yeah. Of course. of course, everybody has that. So what did your I, journey I just, look like as you started standing and praying for restoration? What was God doing in your life at that time? Oh, gosh, I, you know, I always hated the Old Testament. <laughs> And it became my, like, my life source, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just, I did, I think it just always was boring, but it just mm-hmm. came to life, you know, all the miracles and ways God came through and showed up for his people. And it's like, it, it just became real to me. And so I feel like, I feel like God just, he showed me who I was. He mm-hmm. showed me who he was. He I heard from God like never before, you know, I had never fasted, mm-hmm. I, you know, food was my crutch. Because <laughs> you started... found that personal relationship that I've always yeah. prayed for, for everybody to get when they yeah. go to our website to realize that they want and desire a personal relationship that God does speak to us in mm-hmm. so many different ways through reading the Bible. And I just say to people, um, read the New Testament just go through all the New Testament first because I'm scared to send them to the Old Testament. But you know, <laughs> but once they start reading the New Testament, then they want to go to the Old yeah. Testament. Yeah. So they grow in the Lord. Yeah. Well, and I had been raised in church, so I had read the, you know, I'd always read the New Testament, but I just never really read the Old Testament. And, you know, so many, you know, so many stories out of the Old Testament just were like my, I just, every time I got down or scared or, you know, afraid that this is never going to end, you know, I remember King Jehoshaphat and, you know, Second Chronicles, I remember Gideon, you know, I remember King David, like I just would remember how God came through for everybody. And I knew he promised, you know, to come through for me too. And about, Two weeks after my Mike left the second time, I got 
you know, I met with my friend who, you know, she's a prayer warrior and she gave me a word that God had given her and that God was going to restore my marriage, but it was going to be a fight. Mm. And she referenced Nehemiah, you know, rebuilding the wall, how they were praying with one hand and the sword and the other, rebuilding with one hand mm-hmm. and the sword. And that's that that was kind of my story. You know, I just re- tried to remember that whenever I felt like it's not going to happen. <laughs> Did you have the support of other people besides your mom and a couple of friends that were supporting Um, you and your kids even, or did they think that you were out of your mind for wanting this marriage to work? (laughs) Well, I, you know, my son just has, uh, he just has a heart that loves everybody. Mm -hmm. And so he, you know, obviously struggled and my my kids were adults. So, um, you know, and they would ask me questions and I was honest with them. And, you know, my daughter struggled the most and she just kind of didn't talk to my husband. She just Mm -hmm. couldn't do it. And, you know, and he was trying to make excuses, you know, and I know he loved them, but he was making excuses and my daughter didn't want to hear it. So she just kind of ghosted him for most of it. And I know Mm -hmm. that was a big pull home for him because, my kids were really close with their dad. I mean, we were a close family before everything. So I I know my husband missed that. Yeah. You know what he saw and and God allowed was he saw the consequences of his sin. Mm -hmm. And then he didn't think of that before when he was in this, in that sinful lifestyle, he did not realize what when you get caught or well, they even find it. even if you think of it before, so often you just choose right the sin that's he, so he fun justify right right exactly. But when he see, feels it with his children and 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 loses that relationship, mm-hmm. that close relationship mm-hmm. they had, now the Lord's turning the heat up on him to say, this this is not supposed to be, you yeah. know, and yeah. and there is a consequence right, uh, let alone yeah. your wife. He, you know, it's, I it's think he daughter. thought, you know, they were adults and they would, it didn't matter anymore. Right. right. <laughs> but it, it, they're still, you know, he's still their dad. And so I think my kids, you know, they loved me and they hated what I was going through, mm-hmm. but they supported me, you know, my mom and my friend, I had a couple of friends that supported me, you know, Mike's family did not, they, mm-hmm pretended to in the beginning, but they were just lying to my face because they were supporting it. And my husband lived with them while we were separated. And, you know, they, they accepted the other woman. So yeah. How did that make you feel when you knew that they were accepting the other person like that? You know, my mother-in-law didn't surprise me. Mm -hmm. My father-in-law, it did because I always looked to him as my father figure. And I thought, they loved me. And when I found that out, it felt like they stabbed me in the back, yeah. which they kind of did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, it it is what it is. I know they're broken people and they're enabling people too. So mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me that they enabled him to. Yeah, we've talked about it. this in the past also, how yes. it's so often, um, it's so hurtful when you're walking through it. But as the family members of the per- the prodigal, they are now 
forced to choose. Do I throw the prodigal out, you know, this person, my son, my daughter, my brother, my sister, because they're bringing this other woman or other man around? Or do I try to show them unconditional love? Or do if they're believers, am I witnessing to them by allow? It's it's a very tricky situation for the extended family members and for friends also. And you probably experience this as well when you have friends and you've been married for thirty years and your couple friends, and then you go through a separation or divorce. Suddenly, friends are choosing which spouse they're going to side with in it, and it's just such a tricky yeah. situation which just shows us that it's not just affecting two people or even a husband and wife (laughs) and your kids. It's, it's affecting so many layers of people when we go through this. And may I remind people that there are people that literally turn around and don't know how to deal with that situation so that you lose friendships that you've had with the two of you together. Right. I know our friends struggled, you know, um, they didn't choose side. They tried not to choose sides. They tried to love us both. You know, there were a couple of them that were angry and had were having struggle deal with that. And then, you know, friends in our and on the other, you know, that weren't in our small friend group. But, you know, and he was probably the only friend Mike had that said, "You need to go home and make things right with your family." Good for him, he really <laughs> had one person one friend that told him that everybody else just, you know, Hey, we want to, we want you to be happy, you know, whatever makes you happy. And what was Mike's reaction to that friend telling him that he should go home? Oh, he, he knew, Yeah, (laughs) but he, you know, he also tried to avoid him a lot, you know, because when you're in the middle of that ugliness and the darkness, you don't want to hear it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and he, Mike has said too, like, he never, as much as he tried to ignore it, he never stopped hearing God telling him to go home. Mm-hmm. I was just going to ask so I, you, what was Mike doing in his spiritual walk while he was away from home and involved with this other person? Was he walking with the Lord, battling with the Lord, trying to show up at church, or what was he doing? Um, he was more battling with the Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> battling against what his flesh wanted and what he knew God was telling him to do, you know, and I know towards the end, probably a month or so before he came home, he did go back to therapy and he did go to church a couple times on his own. And he did go with me once or twice while we were separated. So, mm. you know, he, he know, he knew. Did he, he just, was he open as the time went on that you all were apart? Was he open to talking to you about coming home or was he adamant that he was not going to be coming back home to this marriage? Um, There was a point about five months before he came home that he sat me down and said, you know, stop praying for me. Um, I'm never coming home. And I knew at this point now I know he was planning on, you know, a life with the other woman and mm-hmm. trying to make things more um solid for the two of them and you know at the time i told him i i love you um i know what god promised me and i'll never stop praying for you mm-hmm. so sorry <laughs> were, were you steadfast in your resolve at that point to as long as oh, this yeah. is going to take i I'll, I'll be here waiting yes yeah. and i told him that i said the door's open when you're ready mm-hmm. um and there did come a point around Christmas that was kind of a, I felt the shift. Um, he, 
ended up coming to Christmas Eve service with me at church. And he told me that night, like, that God was talking to him mm-hmm. and he goes, I'm, I'm trying to get home. I just don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And he said, please don't give up on me. So in a matter of two months, it went from stop praying for me. I'm never coming home to please don't give up on me. I'm trying. <laughs> I, I think that's so huge that he said oh, that to you so huge. because yeah, so many people don't hear. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> So many people don't hear it, but the prodigals are feeling that way because they're battling behind the scenes and just, you know, with one foot in each world, like they're in this sin world. And for the ones that have a personal relationship with Christ, they know that what they're doing is wrong. And so I hope that encourages people that hear that because they may not actually hear their prodigals say that. But I guarantee there's a lot of prodigals that are walking through that and feeling that. And also shame. We we talk about shame a lot. You know, if he had the shame, shame for what he he was doing. A lot. (laughs) He dealt with that for a long time after he came home. Right. Yeah. Because the enemy, it's constantly rewinding to Mm -hmm. them all the badness of what they did to remind him to come back to his side of the world. And uh, so there is still a battle when they start to talk about even saying the sentence that, you know, what he said to you Mm -hmm. is a huge victory in heaven that day because he spoke it to you. (laughs) You know, he admitted it and you can, we're wondering and waiting and, and you don't know how long that time will be. And, uh, but when they say it, you know, you now have a, that those words, so it even stirs up the you to pray more, fast more. That you see God is moving and answering your prayers, and that is oh, yeah. tremendous for our standards, especially yeah. if they've not had a close walk with the Lord or reading the Bible uh, regularly. They're growing in the Lord, and then they see God move, and that movement is huge. I can remember when Bob would have weekends with the other woman, and I would pray all weekend, mm-hmm. fasting and praying that God would. <laughs> I prayed hard on the weekends. <laughs> I agree. So That's... what what happened when that shift started to happen? Then around Christmas, did that continue, or was that the start of just more time away? Um, it was. Well, he came home about two months after that. Okay. So, but I feel like you know the the battle was, you know that. The enemy was amping up his game Mm -hmm. (laughs) for sure. And it was a struggle. It was a back and forth. It was, you know, I was, you know, I feel like too, every time I wanted to give up, I would pray. And there were times where, you know, I wrote a letter, like I'm releasing you (laughs) and, but God never let, and I, I know God was wanting me to write the letter. But he never, I never gave it. He never let me give it to him. So God always had a way of, you know, renewing my hope when it was gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how did, yeah. how did Mike come home? What, what finally happened that brought him home? Um, well, I'm, my son and I went to Montana to visit my daughter and, you know, he's seeing pictures and he's not there. And right before we left on that trip, um a friend a really good friend of his passed away and he actually went to the funeral while me and my son were away 
and that man's kids got up you know and spoke about their dad and talked mm -hmm. about the legacy that he left for them and it just stabbed my husband in the heart because he was like what legacy am i leaving for my kids if wow. i divorce my wife you yeah. know and um i probably a couple of days later um i you know i was still there it was the night before we were driving home from montana he texted me at like midnight and said it's over i ended it and i'm coming home <laughs> Were you shocked? And I'm in Montana, so I was dying because yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be home so fast. And yeah. we still had two before we were home. But um, yeah, it just was kind of an out, you know, it was my suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. It was. And, um, I mean, the, it didn't it didn't end there, right. unfortunately. You know, he did come home and um the contact was still there. She, you know, she was not going to give up easily. Mm -hmm. um, she I tried totally everything understand. <laughs> in her power. <laughs> Let's talk about that for a minute because that is restoration is literally just the first step to the new yeah. start of the journey. And, and we want people yeah. to understand that, that that's not when you let up on praying and fasting, but really when you even amp it up more to stay in the word and praying for your marriage, because you've been there and you know what the enemy can do. So yeah, how did your husband respond to the battle between this other woman wanting him to come back to that relationship? Because there's also a grieving that happens when, especially oh, when 100%. you cut something off that quickly, you know, emotionally, they have to get over this other person. So how yeah. did that happen in your house? Um, well, I know, you know, she wasn't giving up and she kept contacting him and he would try and he would go a day or so and then he would give in and talk to her and you know it was just a it was just a struggle for like mm -hmm. three and a half four months um and then i just and i i knew and then he would talk about it and then he would say well, she said this and i'm like well why are you talking to her and mm -hmm. you know it was just it was just and i think back at that time and it's just it was so heavy now, did you um, have any boundaries that you both set up ahead of time about communication with her? Or did you just go into it thinking you'll let him figure out how to handle the communication? Honestly, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. I was just so glad he was home. And I just, you know, I I knew it wasn't going to be easy. Right. And I you know, was trying to figure out, you know, how do I pray now he's home before right. it was all day, my stuff was out all over the table. <laughs> you know, I had to learn to pray in private again. And yeah, um, I don't even know, I kind of, I just feel like I was flailing through those months yeah. and just trying to trust that God was going to finish what he started, you know. So was that a false start? Or did he um, finally in communication with her? He ended up um, meeting her one last time. Mm -hmm. And I think in his heart at that time or in his head, whatever, he was going to leave me again. Mm. But I was on, I was going to a prayer meeting that night 
to pray for him. <laughs> and I knew in my spirit, something was wrong yeah. and off. And we prayed that night and let's just say God was going to be heard that night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I ended up FaceTiming him, which I don't ever do. And she heard the conversation and mm. she lost her mind and she ended up calling me. And I mean, I knew I, it, I wasn't surprised, mm. um, but I think in my husband's and, you know, he was always a really strong person, always one of the strongest people I knew. And so this was just really weird. But I mm -hmm. think that shifted again that night because he said, I into his self, he's telling later told me his conversation to himself was I'm either going to leave or I'm staying for good. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I can't do this back and forth anymore. Yeah. And I mean, it was, we literally checked in with each other probably once an hour, mm. every hour we checked in with each other for a couple of weeks. Are you good? Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> you know, like it's, that's how delicate it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the role that our counselor that we went to he said, Bob, if you ever pick up the phone or you ever see her or she follows you to work and waits outside at the end of the day to see you and talk to you, you have to tell Charlene. That's the rule. You have to tell her and then keep that doorway open and, and admit it and then say, you've got to help me and you've got to keep praying for me because this is not easy breaking this off and she's mm -hmm. not accepting it. So you, yeah. we do have these relationships that have started, or there may be a non-covenant marriage that we're talking to today that's listening to this. And we want to say to them, God doesn't give up. God right. doesn't give up. No. And regardless of your circumstances, he will lead you through it to victory. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw a shift in those couple of weeks, and then did that solidify what was happening in your restoration after you made it through those first couple of hard weeks? I would say it was probably uh, the first hard year yeah. <laughs> after mm -hmm. uh, he, you know, after he came home, it was probably a good year before, you know, I had just, I didn't trust him. And, you know, he had gone back and forth for so long that I didn't trust that it was sticking this time. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was, so busy trying to control everything and control him and make sure he wasn't talking to her. And I wasn't controlling myself, yeah. <laughs> you know, I wasn't letting God handle him. Right. And which, and he used to tell me all the time, he said, Rhonda, you prayed and battled and believed God to bring me home. And he brought me home and now you're not trusting him to keep me here. <laughs> wow. I would be like, don't you preach to me? <laughs> <laughs> guilty. But guilty. But I, he was so true. He saw your difference. Oh, it was absolutely true. He saw the difference. Absolute truth. Absolutely. So, so I mean. How has know, God changed I, both of you since then? <laughs> you know, we are just not the same people. Yeah. Um, what I a think, praise. You know, COVID hitting forced us to stay home and. <laughs> face each other and mm -hmm. we couldn't, you know, you couldn't go do anything. So we were just stuck together mm -hmm. and we had a lot of really, really, really good deep conversations that year that started a lot of healing in us. And I mean, we're our marriage. I never, I would have said before all of this, like we had a really, really good marriage, mm -hmm. but 
I, there was a level I didn't know we hadn't achieved until now. And I, I feel like we have a better marriage now than we've ever had ever. That's amazing. And that's what happened to Bob years. and I. <laughs> and that's the truth. You know, when you do get yeah. it restored and, and you work through it and go through the pain and suffering of forgiving him. And that's the key word that I would like to mention is forgiveness that we have to keep forgiving over and over okay. till the Holy Spirit gives it to you. It's just, you know that you've forgiven him uh, or that yeah. other person and, and forgive the other person because that person is deceived, blinded. They may not know the Lord or they've been a Christian and they've walked away from their marriage, but due to temptation from the enemy. So we need to continue to pray for that marriage. And I met with the other woman, and um, that is something that you, uh, some people will have that experience. Mm -hmm. And you can say to them, I'm, gonna, I'm praying for you, and I'm praying for your husband and your children, for your family to be restored. So, you know, we want to be able to say that we have to be bold and, and loving and I to have that meeting with her was very key to our relationship being restored because I spoke from my heart to her that God's best is their marriage for the children, for her. Mm -hmm. Just share my brief testimony of how God spoke to me. So, you know, God can use, and, and so many people have different scenarios, but God wants these marriages restored. Mm -hmm. and, and that other person is not our enemy as much as no. they, they need to get saved and, and have their family restored like you and, and I, yeah. that, uh, that, that God can heal their marriage. And we have to give them hope yeah. and keep praying for them to have that happen to them. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think after reading all your books, you know, I, I did start praying for her and her marriage and, you know, cause she never did leave her husband. She was married and living with him the whole entire time. Mm. Um, and I, I always pray that God would keep her there and that her husband wouldn't give up on her. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know what their marriage is like. I have no idea. Um, and I never met with her. I'm not sure how that would have ended. But the day after they met and my husband finally ended it, we had a, a very brief texting conversation. And, and I did tell her then, you know, that I... I pray that we would heal from this and that her and her husband would heal and that our families would heal. And, mm -hmm. and I, you know, hopefully that got through. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But you said it yeah. and the Lord, you were obedient to say that to her and to have that peace that you were saying to her blessing instead of, you know, cursing and, and that you were yeah. sharing the Lord that God, God can do it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, your testimony and, you know, is powerful for other people yeah. looking at you too. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I know, I, from things Mike has said to me that you know I was always a threat to her. You mm -hmm. know, she knew I was praying. I'm sure she knew I wasn't giving up. Um, and you know, she knew that my kids and our home and our family was always a pull. So I, I know our family was always a threat to her, mm -hmm. and she hated Correct. that. <laughs> and that's true, <laughs> yeah. positively. Well, yeah. Rhonda, what is um, what is God doing in your family now with your extended family, your kids, and and how is God changing the relationships since your marriage has been restored? Um, I mean, you know, my husband and I are just. 
we're enjoying each other mm-hmm. and we're, you know, living, we're trying to not ever take it for granted and be trying to be intentional with each other and plan date nights and stuff like that. And, you know, our kids, you know, my husband has said so many times, like, my daughter went through a really rough time mm-hmm. and he, he said, I, I needed to be here for that. I am glad I, God knew I needed to be here for that. He knew I needed to be here for my granddaughter. Yeah. Like we have grandkids now mm-hmm. and, and, you know, even his, ex, even his family, like I've, you know, I had to forgive them and, right. you know, they never apologized, but I, they're his family and I needed to forgive them. That's when, important. Regardless. Right. And, you know, it took a while to restore some of the, you know, family relationships. Mm-hmm. It took a while, but God has restored all, all of them. That's great. There's not one that's not restored. That's great. So it's just been, you know, sometimes I just can't even believe this, <laughs> my life. Sometimes it's just like, it's just, it just reminds me how good God is, you know? Okay. Well, let me ask you a loaded question then. On the other okay. side of this, would you have changed going through this to see how God changed you in the process and and changed your marriage? Would you have, obviously you probably wouldn't have picked it up and chosen to do it, but now that you've been through it, do you see how God used it for his glory and to, to change your family? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. we, we both have, you know, cause we still, we still have our conversations yes. and we still talk about things and, and we both always say like, as much as we hate what we went through, God has brought so much good from it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's just, it's just a miracle. It really yeah. is a miracle. And no, I hated it. <laughs> Don't ever want to go through it again, but I would do it all over again if I had to, to have what we have today, 100%. Yeah. And I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. And you sharing today to others is just another chapter, the beginning of another chapter in your book. You're able to share with more people and be able to say, it's worth standing, it's worth mm-hmm. praying, it's worth fighting for your family, for your children, yeah. and, and all. And I love that you you had to... You had a relationship that was torn when you're with your in-laws, but I love hearing that that is restored as it was with Bob and I, mm-hmm. with my my in-laws. Well, God, God did a big miracle in your family. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. And I will never take that for granted ever. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us today. And maybe next time we'll have Mike on with you. And um, I know that, you are not done standing and fighting for your marriage. I'm sure you're probably like my mom has said, once a stander, always a stander. So you got to stay in that fight. And uh, now you're going to be the one sharing with other people that devotional when their marriage starts to hit the hard times to say, Hey, there's hope to a lot of people. Yeah, (laughs) That's awesome. That's what you need to do. Proclaim it. (laughs) That's awesome. And your husband may not be as bold as you are, but in time, you know, when he has a man at work, I think if he started hearing that somebody was unfaithful, I think that we need to pray that he would speak to him privately and say, don't make the mistake I made, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or share his oh, story. He's, he's, yeah, he's done it one on one. He just not in the he's not in the broadcasting. <laughs> That's okay. He's not ready to broadcast it for the world. That is okay. 
That is fine, well, but your yeah. testimony is still, um, it's everybody has seen you two separately and all of what God did and individually with both of you and your children and your in-laws and so forth. So we just, we love the testimonies because God gets the glory and honor on, on it. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah, for, for being sure. with us, Rhonda. We really appreciate it. And well, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate your ministry and, you know, I told you on the phone the other day, like I had God's words and Bob and Charlene's <laughs> words, and that's what got us through. <laughs> that's great. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.